Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> But I will tell you, everybody's complaining about the pitch clock. I don't personally do not like the pitch clock because I don't I don't agree with the way they're doing it. Yeah. But I do agree that baseball does need it. What's up, Deadhead Crew? Ed here. And on this episode, part two of my conversation with Tim Siegel, the head groundskeeper of the Kannapolis Cannonballers, we go into various things uh, regarding the world of baseball, right? Uh, one of them, pitch clock. That's right. Whether we like it, whether we hate it, who knows? Got to stick around. Also, different jobs that he's done in minor league baseball while working as the head groundskeeper. That's right. Listen, at this point, if you work in minor league baseball and your title says one thing, you got to look at the fine print because it says that you wear other hats. That's right. You do. Look at it. I swear. It's there. Uh, uh, But guys, without further ado, I'll give you the episode. So last year, um, I had two different occasions. I had a base break in the middle of the game. The first one, what? James Beard, James Beard, who's one of the fastest guys in minor league baseballs, hauling butt down the line, and he steps on the corner of the bag, and the frame actually warped. So the peg that they put into the into the 18-inch base is made for the 15-inch base, and it screws into foam. So it doesn't have the proper durability in and out. They've they've enhanced them now and gotten through some of those kinks. And it also is flatter than the 15-inch base. So it doesn't have the little spring action and yeah. um, cushion action to it. And he ran through it and the base warped. And another time, the visiting team had the same issue. They ran through and he actually, the player actually got hurt on the base, hitting it and it warped again and the frame bent. So both occasions, think one of the second occasion, I was actually in the mascot costume. I had just gotten out and somebody was like, hey, uh, we have an issue on the field. So I looked down, see what's going on. And I was like, great, I know what happened. So I jumped, I actually crawled through the stands, jumped on top of the dugout, jumped down off the dugout, ran through the field. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, the base is broken. I was like, all right, I'll be back. And, you know, here comes good old Tim sprinting across the outfield. I have to go from first base side down to the left field foul pole to the shop grab a base, sprint back, put the base in so we don't have a delay. Luckily, the delay was only about a minute, Um, but we had that issue. And actually, um, last week, we had the Charlotte 49ers and UNCC Wilmington playing each other. Actually, it was this week. They're playing each other on Tuesday, and the umpires delayed the game in like the sixth or seventh inning because there was cars out in the outfield that had their lights on. It was three cars that had their lights on shining in there and it was affecting the vision of the umpire catcher and batter. So they stopped the game. Nobody understood what was going on. I was in the stands talking to the guy that was laser grading because he was loading in equipment that day. So 
I jumped down on the field. I'm like, what you got? And he's like, cars out there. So nobody's around to do it. Cause it's on the other side of the field. Everybody's just, you know, behind home plate under the concourse area, doing what they have to do sprint across the field. And the way the field set up, I don't have an easy way to get out. So I actually jumped the left field fence in the outfield, jumped the fence, jumped over onto the berm, sprint across the street, trying not to get hit by a car to tell these, it was a group of kids out there just doing nothing. And I'm telling them they got to go. And finally they go crowd was going nuts. The co- the players were going nuts. And luckily that was only a delay for a few, but it's a lot of those things that go into it. You know, some people worry about their pitchers mounds if they're too wet for the day or you know, the weather and whatnot, but there's so much more that happens during a game that you have to pay attention to every single pitch because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know, you know, we had another game. I was in the mascot costume to start the game and my guys forgot to put down the foul line in left field. So the national anthem goes off and everybody's looking around and our manager knew who I was and he's looking at me. He has his arms crossed and he's smiling. And I walk out there, he puts his arm around my shoulder and he goes, he slaps me in the, he slaps me in the in boomer's head to give me a headache. And he goes, go fix the foul line. So you see the mascot sprinting across the field to go to the back and I get my guys. <laughs> I'm like, can we get a foul line down, please? So rip the head off, tell them to get the foul line down, put it back on and come out and get the fans cry, going crazy, riled up and move on. I mean, That's there's hilarious. Yeah. There's so many things that happen. Foul lines get put down on the wrong side of the line because somebody's not paying attention. And we have first pitch coming up in five minutes. So now we got to scoop everything up and put it back down. I mean, you name it, it's happened. And there's a lot more that's probably going to happen. I just pray it doesn't happen under my watch. Yeah, no, you're right. Let me ask you. And and Mm -hmm. I've I've always wanted to ask this. Mm -hmm. Pulling the tarp. How fun or hard or difficult or annoying it is at times. It's fun the first time. Other than that, it's not fun. <laughs> um, to be honest, I hate doing it. Everybody hates doing it. But I like the adrenaline rush. That adrenaline rush of go, 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 go. Get it rolled out. Get it on the field. Fans are going crazy. All eyes are on you. That adrenaline rush is amazing. And then getting it off. Because for me, if I have to think about something, I'm probably going to do it wrong. I have mm-hmm. to think on the spot and get it done. And that right there is my moment where it's okay. Get my guys together. This is how we're going to do it. You get on the plate tarp. You get on the mountain tarp. Everybody get down uh, front office, get down to the bullpen, get ready to go. And we put everything in order, put everything in line, get it up, get it out. Everything runs smooth to the naked eye to us. Everything is wrong. And we're just trying to get it done, but nobody notices the imperfections and we just push through it. Gotcha. You know, I mean, it's never fun. <laughs> no, never fun. I've never seen anybody be yeah happy about doing the tarp. That I've never seen anybody. They every time I've seen somebody rolling a tarp, I, you can tell there's a level of annoyance mm-hmm. in their face. Especially tomorrow because we have to pull it tomorrow night. Um, because I just laser graded the field and we're gonna be cloudy. Uh, we're gonna rain all day Sunday, cloudy all day Monday, and to tell my staff, hey, guess what? We're off this weekend, but we got to come in at four o'clock and put the tarp on the field, and then we'll be back in on Monday to take the tarp off the field. You know, nobody likes losing their weekends for that, but it's what we have to do to save games. We have a college game on Tuesday and we got to preserve the field. So that's, you know, it's what you got to do. Those are probably the worst ones is when people have to come in on their days off. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. And during the summer, there's pretty much not a lot of days off that you have there. Yep. And to tell people that, especially when it's for a special event and not even a cannonballers game, you know, that raises it up there. So you got to kind of find that fine balance bring food in for everybody, you know, 
make sure you've got a beer after the tarp pull, go across the street, you know, at one of our local breweries and buy everybody a beer or something just to kind of ease it out a little bit. So it kind of levels everybody out and gives them, keeps them on that level head. Cause nobody likes doing it, but yeah. we all got to help each other out. Now you guys have a lot of college events there and high school uh, games is there as well. Correct. Oh yeah. I've got uh Tuesday will be our 15th game of 30 before our first cannonballers game. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have the most games before our first Cannonballers game, except for the Durham Bulls, because they host Duke that I know of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have we've got a lot. So you just you guys just do baseball there. Do you do any other events at the? Oh, no, we had um, we had a dog race event. We had the (laughs) the AKC, the American Kennel Club dog race was on the field. We had the American Kennel Club uh, agility contest on the field for the dogs. So I had to paint. I called it a flag football field because that's what it looked like. But I had to paint another field out in the outfield and left field um, for dogs for that. We have Corey LaJoy's kickball tournament every year because he's from the area and it's right before the Roval every year in NASCAR. So we host that. So I paint three kickball fields in the outfield. We have Oktoberfest. We put a bunch of pumpkins on the field. Um we have Trees of Hope, which which that's not on the field. That's in the concourse, but it's a fundraiser uh, for a bunch of charities and whatnot for Christmas. Um, we have, I mean, you name it, we've got it. We're, our owner has been talking about getting into the pickleball craze and getting some pickleball courts. And if that f- comes through to fruition and it happens, I've told them, I'm like, well, it'd be kind of cool to host a final for a pickleball tournament, you know, at second base, put it down on the infield dirt and in the fall when we have no games and let's play some pickleball. And then of course, at the end of the season, we host our own softball tournament between us and another front office just to have some fun. That's cool though, man. We're doing everything. You name it, we're doing it. And if we're not doing it, we probably will do it. And we're going to find a way because my, like my old boss told me, you're no longer a sport venue. You're an entertainment venue and you got to do what you got to do to make money. Ain't that the truth mm-hmm. right there? Ain't yep. that the truth right there? You're like, yo, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I'm in sports. No, you are in entertainment. You're in, <laughs> you're in, in, in every, yep. you're in everything. And, and it's not just the majors that do it, right? It's all, oh, it's everybody. You know, if there's a minor league ballpark somewhere, they're hosting all the different things because that yep. is their, their revenue coming in right oh, there to pay all the staff and all that stuff. 100%, especially since we're a smaller market, you know, major league teams and NFL teams and whatnot. Yeah, they're, um, you know, they host a lot of events, but the reason we, they host them because, you know, it's it's the place for to bring in all the people and whatnot mm-hmm. that they have to do. We host it because we have to. I mean, we can't you don't go have a in, choice. Yeah. Yeah. We can't go. I can't go into my GM and ask for a raise if we're not making money. You know, I can't expect to be able to hire more people or get equipment or anything that I need if we're not making money. So we've got to find a way to do it. Um, and that's just kind of where it's turning to some groundskeepers are happy about it some groundskeepers aren't happy about it especially when they see our twitter with everything we're doing they're like please don't do it they want to do it here now and i'm like hey we gotta do what we gotta do and again you're there to have fun we have to work anyway so why not host fun events you know if it's a fun event it's entertaining i'm gonna do it now okay did you say that you have a twitter account the canapolis grounds crew has a twitter account no i have my own personal twitter i I do say my my staff wants to start a Twitter. Uh, my grounds crew staff wants to start a Twitter account. They kind of want to be like the Woosock. Shout out to those guys for their YouTube that they have and all the fun that they have. We've talked about it, but I don't know if I want to handle that. 
<laughs> my guys are a little my kids are a little wild i've got all high school kids and a couple college kids that work for me and they're a little wild so i don't know how far that that that's gonna get a little a little crazy if i told you the things that we do out there even for the fans is our grounds crew um yeah we have a lot of fun sometimes we have too much fun that's awesome though but you're having fun you're having yep. fun yep. at the end of the day you're having fun and you're keeping it live because mm -hmm. you, like you said you're spending a lot of time with those people there throughout oh, yeah. the year throughout the season mm -hmm. that, you know so so on a typical day like you know what's the time that you you're done for you know after everything is done what time do you usually go home after a game is over on a non-game day i don't start a project after three o'clock unless mm -hmm. i have to um, right. I try to get home by four or five at that point. If I can get home earlier, I do on a game day. It's about 45 minutes to an hour after last pitch. Uh, depends how quickly we get the field done and weather and everything, but in a perfect world, 45 minutes to an hour after first pitch. So you're looking at a minimum of a 15 hour day. Sometimes it can be 18 to 20 Sheesh. hours. It, it all depends on weather. Yeah, true, man. That's, that's uh, yeah. Wow. But I will tell you, everybody's complaining about the pitch clock. I don't personally do not like the pitch clock because I don't I don't agree with the way they're doing it. Yeah. But I do agree that baseball does need it because doing these college games, they don't have a they're implementing a pitch clock, but it's right. not as efficient as the MLB yet because it's still trial and error for them. Yeah. But it is nice to start a game at seven and be done by 10 o'clock instead of having a four hour game. So there is a lot of positive behind that, even though we're seeing a lot of negative. Yeah. Um, but there's still some kinks I got to be kicked out. And I hope to see some of it because there is some stuff that I'm like, ah, I don't know about this, but it's definitely helping. And it's definitely a lifesaver for us. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I know I know I'm going to get a lot of hate, but I actually like it. I don't mind it. You know, like mm -hmm. like you said, like there's some things that need to be worked out. I'll agree with you there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, you know, you know, when you have a player that's taking 100,000 times is just fixing the glove again. On Yeah. All right. The biggest it's thing is just just keep the game rolling is what it is. And yeah, in my honest opinion, I think they need to take out the whole pit, the batter getting in there in eight seconds and all by eight seconds or whatever it is. Yeah. They need to go back to the original way when it was first implemented and go to, um, the pitcher gets on the rubber, you know, you have your 20 seconds yeah. and once the pitcher comes set, then you turn the pitch clock off. And gotcha. I say that because of timing for base runners, for hitters, for yeah. pitchers. It's it's a mind game. If you understand the game of baseball, it's a mind game. You're not going to bring new people in to want to watch the sport because the game is faster. You're mm -hmm. going to bring people in. People that are watching the game are going to watch the game. They're the ones that are there. They're your biggest fans. You know, yeah. Let's keep it there. Do some tweaks on it, but it's definitely a good thing. Gotcha. Okay. I can. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, listen, I was a fan. I'm a fan of some the bases. I don't mind it. The shift, that, that's a different story. You yeah, know, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hit the other. Like, if you can't hit the ball the other way, you shouldn't be a big league player. I'm sorry. <laughs> hit, the, hit the ball the other way. Bump the baseball. Let's play let's, baseball. Let's do something about it. So. Uh, all right. So is there anything I haven't asked you, man? Like, I mean, I, I, we feel like we've had like I had a wild night already <laughs> thinking this, like talking about groundskeeping and we're about to, you know, we started with umpiring. So is there anything that I haven't asked you, man? I don't know. What else do you want to know? I mean, like I said, if it's in baseball, I have probably done it. I mean, I've been on broadcasts. I've been on PA. I've run cameras. I've been I've been on everything. So hold on a second. <laughs> 
Now you've done broadcast. Obviously, you told me you've done broadcast because you bring mm -hmm. up, you know, a lot of the rules and things like mm -hmm. that that you've learned in umpiring. Yeah. Um, you know, to for you, like I want to ask you because, like, since you are, have been so involved in this sport, right? Um, how hard is it sometimes to watch a game? Um, it's background noise, but it's always been like that for me. I've mm -hmm. never been one that can watch a game on TV. Yeah. I've got to go to the game. And my wife's family is in professional baseball and they've been in baseball forever. And mm -hmm. she actually gets frustrated with me sometimes because like I have to be at the game. And when, then when we go to the game for her with her uncle managing in major league organizations and her cousin being in baseball and whatnot, and they've been around it for so long, they show up to the game, you know, third, fourth inning. I have to show up to the game as soon as gates open because, and I've been like this my whole life since I was a little kid. Yeah. If I'm not there to watch the grounds crew prepare the field, I'm getting frustrated. And if I'm not there by the national anthem at the very least, I'm frustrated. I got to be there from start to finish. I analyze every detail of the baseball game. Even now working it, I analyze every detail. But as far as on TV, it's just background noise until the playoffs happen. Um, it's not necessarily a sport that I can watch on TV. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just interesting. One of those things. Yeah. Someone who works at the camera is like, I can't watch it on TV. I can't mm -hmm. do it. I can't. I've, ne I've never really been able to. It's just one of those things that I turn on for background noise. Okay, I can see it's that. It's the only thing I watch, so it's the only thing that's on TV. It's just in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I'm always moving. I can't sit still. So, did you grow up a Marlins fan? Yeah, I mean, there's a team I grew up watching. I don't like the Yankees. I've despised the Yankees my whole life, so I became yeah. a little bit of a Red Sox fan on that side because the Marlins, you know, they mm -hmm. they've had their struggles and their ups and downs. But yeah, I mean. At this point, I look at it as I'm a fan of whoever's signing my paychecks at this point. Hey. So if you're signing my paychecks, that's my team. I want a World Series ring. So hopefully it'll happen <laughs> one day. Hey, uh, yeah. You know, um, I can't root for your your major league, you know, affiliate team <laughs> uh, as a Cleveland fan. Uh, I respect them. because, uh, yep. But uh, yeah, I can't, I can't root understood. for them. No, it's, it's <laughs> understood. I mean, I was never really a White Sox fan. So I started working for the organization but i mean now watching the guys grow and seeing the guys in big league spring training right now it's pretty cool so i become that is some Sox cool stuff though man yeah. that is some cool stuff to see mm -hmm. to see development of like you know kids in high school yep. and all this other stuff that's some cool stuff man oh yeah 100 especially from the coaching side when i was coaching high school baseball in florida to watching these guys now at this level it's a little harder for me because i see stuff and i'm like I kind of want to critique that, but I can't because it's not my place. But yeah. just to watch them develop and see, you know, one I think one of the biggest ones that everybody, a lot of people get a kick out of this one, Adley Rutschman, who's with the Orioles catcher. When he first got drafted with the Orioles, I was still at the spring training site for them. And he came into camp. Nice. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah. He came into camp. I didn't see him put one ball in play for the first two weeks he was there. Not in batting practice, not even off a tee. Like the dude struggled. And they said, okay, okay, you're ready. Go to rookie ball. And I was like, the guy hasn't hit a baseball yet. They put him in rookie ball. He hit two home runs his first game. And then he got moved, and then he got moved up two days later. And I'm like, how does this work? This this just doesn't make sense. How does this happen? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like how do this correlate? Because I've seen him. He wasn't doing anything during those two and, weeks. Yeah. And then he showed and then he's there. But I mean, dude's amazing. Amazing person, amazing athlete. I mean, all the respect to him. That's it. That's wild. Yep. They just like that. Yep. Baseball just baseball doesn't make sense. It's like golf. 
for real, dude. <laughs> let's not get let's not don't get me yeah. started with that one either, man. <laughs> oh my god, I can't with them. That's amazing though. So yeah. um you've so tell me about okay, so you 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 did obviously the mascot, you done the um the broadcast. How is it? I'm sure it's pretty cool to do the recording, right? You know, maybe a camera person on that one. How is that happening? That's actually pretty cool because so our um our video production girl, Melissa Clark, she's absolutely amazing and she's yeah. very open to letting people help. And I told her one day, I was like, Hey, like if you ever need somebody, I would love to learn. I'll go for it. One of the things that everybody has to understand is you don't know where you're going to be the next day. If one day True. I can't grow grass anymore or I screw up somewhere and it's my time to go, I need to be able to know that I can do something else. Yeah. So that's why I do all this stuff because I want to be versatile in everything. That's that I smart. That's super smart. And, you know, they were missing somebody one day and I said, yeah, I'll run it. So I ran down into the – I actually ran down into the clubby's office. I grabbed a – um, coach's helmet and put it on so I could have my helmet and be protected. And yeah. I went up there and just to have some fun on a Sunday afternoon and ran cameras and they said I was pretty good at it. So now I do it whenever I get bored or they need somebody. That's cool. And I love the fact that like, you know, because we're seeing now more and more that these games are being broadcast and I love watching minor league baseball, right? Like, I mean, I have it on under the Apple TV. So I, you know, have it streaming in it on there and all that stuff. So it's cool to see that side of, the right. uh that's because you you know like to me like I, I go to the games right and i always i i, I analyze everything man now, i'm with you like i'm i'm always looking at you know all right so what's what are these guys doing what's the groundskeeping doing what's the camera people doing right i'm always paying attention like i'm always paying attention and i tell my wife my wife gets annoyed with me on this like watch him watch this watch this <laughs> she's like all right i'm just watching the game let's leave me alone you know <laughs> but i just can't help it yeah. My wife's the same way. She actually says she hates me now for my profession because her uncle is a manager in the Marlins organization. Her cousin is a translator for the Marlins. She's got family friends in the big leagues with the Marlins. And so she sees it from the coaching side. And now that I'm in the grounds crew side, she's like, I can't even go to a game anymore because now I'm, can't pointing enjoy at, it. I'm pointing out the problems from the umpires. I'm pointing out the problems from the coaches. I'm pointing out the problems from the field. You know, she's like, and I can't watch the post games because she sees her cousin translating. She's like, why is this guy talking like this? Why is this happening? Why are these guys doing this? So it's like, she's like, it, it messes everything up, but it keeps it comical and it keeps it fun. And you get to see a lot of different sides and no that's two a, days are the same. That's awesome, dude. I love that. Love that. Love that. Love that a lot. I, I'm glad that we were able to finally get this. Cause like you and me, were being, you know, <laughs> missing each other, you yeah. know, like as we were trying to interview, but yeah. I'm glad that we got to do this. Cause I got to learn a lot today, especially yeah. That the first week of umpire school, you're just literally doing <laughs> the absolute basic when it comes to umpiring. Yep. You gotta make sure those shoes are shine. You gotta make sure that you take your mask off the right way and don't 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 let that hat come off your head. Nope. And wait until you get to handling situations. That's always a fun part. When you get into handling situations, that's when they put the rookie umpires under the bus for arguments and stuff, and it gets to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. I, I can't <laughs> wait. I want to see that. I, I want to yeah. go to umpire school one of these days do it. just so I can experience that. Yep. Do it. Look it up on YouTube. Look up Wendelstead umpire school on um, Facebook and just see the different things that they do. It's 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 amazing. Love it. All right. Okay. So um, we're about to go into uh, my famous, not so famous questions. Thank you so much. 
this was a lot of fun. So, but you know, well, let's let let's get to the actual real hardcore stuff <laughs> of uh of my podcast. All right, you ready? Let's go. When you go to the ballpark, you're going as a fan, okay? You're not going working there. What is your food and drink of choice? It's either going to be nachos or loaded fries. Yeah, that's 100%, amazing. 100%. Yeah. Uh, choice of drink is, pr- I mean, it's going to be a beer. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Yeah. It has to be a beer. Like, I mean, and does, I think in Canapolis, you guys have a, a, a beer there, right? Yeah, we have well? Balder beer. We have Balder beer. And it's, it's actually pretty good, too. A lot of uh, ballparks make their own beer and whatnot. And, you know, you kind of get your taste, whatnot. This is actually pretty good. I like that. I got to go down. When I go down there this summer, I got to try that one. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what team sport besides baseball do you excel at? Um, I can pretty much play anything you put me on. Um, yeah. I mean, I played, actually played clincher ball instead of softball for a while in Florida. And I won a championship in that. I can play a little bit of football, basketball. I'm a little shaky at, but I can play some good defense. There you go. This is a good one for me. I like asking this question because everybody gives me a totally different answer. So you find $10,000. You're walking down the street. You find $10,000, right? You look around. All right. No one sees me. You grab the $10,000. What's the first thing you buy with those $10,000? I probably pay off debt and put the rest of it in a savings account for my son. You're being very responsible. You're not going to buy yourself (laughs) anything at all? Nothing, you mean? I'm a minimalist. I don't need a lot. I don't want a lot. The more I have, the harder it is to move. And I've moved four times in five years. I'm done. <laughs> I get you, man. You know how much of a pain in the rear it is to organize yeah. all these hats? Yeah. <laughs> That's a, it's hard, man. Okay. So do you have you ever reread a book? The baseball rule book? I mean, really? I, yeah, I'm not a reader at all. My mom will tell you that the only books I probably read growing up was the baseball rule book or Captain Underpants. And that was it. <laughs> Captain Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I don't, I'm not a reader at all. I don't like it. It's just not me. Okay. Hey, listen, I get it, man. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Um, okay. <laughs> I promise you, I read every one. <laughs> and and the rule book, do you read every year? Do you skip a year? Like, what do you do with that? At this point, I kind of just look up when something happens. And I'm a big um, debater on Instagram and Facebook when I see people commenting different things about different plays that happen and different videos that pop up. Yeah. Um, so if I know a rule's changed, I'll look it up, but I don't go into it in detail like I used to. Mm-hmm. But I'll look it up here and there when I get into a rules debate with somebody because, one, I know I'm right, and two, I want to make sure I'm right. <laughs> yeah, you want to make yeah. sure. I just got to be- double check. Now, before I start this argument, let me make sure that I'm going to be 100% right on this oh, yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you could have one dessert for the rest of your life, one dessert, what, could it, what dessert is that one? I'm not a big sweet eater, but... It would either be a chips or popcorn. Wait, listen, popcorn is good. <laughs> I have a popcorn machine here. At my you, house. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, my wife got it for me. I think it was like one of our silly anniversary gifts or something. She got me one year because, yeah, I mean, I love popcorn. Popcorn is delicious, man. Yeah. With butter on that sucker. I have. Oh. I probably have a bowl a night before I go to bed, to be honest. Seriously? <laughs> if it's not that, it's a bag of chips. I can't go to sleep without munching on something. Oh, man, that's good for you. 
Uh, <laughs> would you rather go to the beach or the mountain? Probably the mountain because I grew up at the beach, um, being in Florida my whole life. So mm-hmm. probably the mountains. I like change of scenery. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Okay, in your opinion, which animal is the biggest party animal? A monkey. <laughs> For real. <laughs> a monkey, 100%. <laughs> uh, okay, would you rather have a photo or video from a trip? Probably a photo because it's going to tell you a lot more. Video is going to be straight to the point. I like having stories. You know what? The, thousand words, right. right? A picture yeah. can tell you a thousand words. Okay. Your favorite cereal growing up? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Man, my daughter is all into that one right now, dude. I eat it straight out of the box. Yeah, that <laughs> one or uh, Captain Crunch uh, Berries, all about that. It, listen, yeah. I'll eat it right now. I'm 41, dude, and I love that. <laughs> that one and Fruity Pebbles all day long. No shame. Wow. Cinnamon Toast Crunch and... You got me in heaven for a while. There you go. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite school subject growing up? Either economics or lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love to de- I love to debate and I love the political side of things. So Ugh. economics was always there for me because I could get into debates in class without getting in trouble. And then, oh, I mean, you can't m- stop from going to lunch. I mean, hey. I eat. You gotta eat, man. And I knew that I knew sc- the school day was almost over, so I was like, "All right, I'm done." School just school is not for me. I mean, it shows sometimes, but school is just Bro, not. School for is me. not for everybody, man. No. There's nothing wrong with that. No, but you're doing good, though. That's all that I matters, mean, right? You're living yeah. the dream. A lot of people said I wasn't gonna do it without college and whatnot, and I was like, "All right, watch me. I'm gonna make it in baseball somewhere." And I finally got my ticket thanks to a couple people that I'm blessed to have in my life, and that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Good for you, man. And listen, you keep doing you and that's all that matters, right? Like, I mean, you're always going to have someone who's going to try to mm-hmm. bring you down. But you know what? As long as you're having fun and you're taking care of you and your family, go for it, brother. Yep, That's all that matters. Awesome. Hey, man, thank you so much for doing this, dude. This yep. was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to, you know, we got to hook up when I go down there because I definitely want to, you know, get to uh, go to a Cannonballers game. But uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on my Twitter account. That's the one I use for all the good stuff. Um, it's it's actually Timmy T I three M's A Y eight on Twitter. <laughs> That's what everybody called me growing up and whatnot, and related me to South Park. So I kind of just left it. <laughs> all right. So spell that again. It's T I three M's A Y and the number eight. Okay. Sounds good. As long as you like it, that's all that matters, man. There you are. And then I'll make sure to put your information on, on the, uh, on the show notes, put the information for the cannonballers as well, you know, so that way they can go and buy some, uh, some uh, merch from them. A couple hats. There's their, their logo is awesome, dude. I love their logo. It's pretty cool. Have you seen the cannabis cues that's coming out? Yeah, man. Listen, I'm on the website right now looking at them. Okay. Yeah, those just came out. I can't wait for the uh, the fitted to drop for it that they're gonna wear in game. That fitted's pretty sick. Yeah, that one is pretty cool. I like the um, obviously as a dad hat wear. I like the uh, the nine twenties. They don't have it in forty seven, mm-hmm. but you know what I do like is that uh, the beer, baseball, and barbecue T shirt. Yes, that was one of the when we um 
when we opened up that merchandise after the announcement, I believe it was last week or the week before. That was one of the first shirts that sold out. That thing is yeah. amazing. I got to get me some of that stuff. Yeah, I can't wait. They had barbecue out there because we're actually going to have a smokehouse at the stadium once the building's finished being built in right field. And Rusty, who's going to be running all of that out there, he's got some good barbecue and I can't wait for it to make it. That sounds delicious. Yep. I cannot wait, my friend. Thank you so much, dude. And again, good luck to you. Good luck to the team. And uh, we'll keep in touch, my friend. Sounds good. All right, brother. I hope you guys enjoy that episode with Tim. Now, make sure you guys are following him and the Cannonballers. There are a lot of people there that do a lot of work there. They do such a good job with maintaining the field, the stands. Listen, from the head guy all the way to the bottom, everybody works really hard. So make sure you guys are following them. While you're at it, do me a favor. Go on to the, the Deadhead Chronicles podcast. Hit that follow button. Give it five stars. Five stars means I go up on the rankings. I go up on the rankings. More people get to listen. So uh, thank you for that. And uh, without further ado, guys, here is the dead joke of the episode. Why was the cemetery groundskeeper fired? He made a grave error. All right, all right. I see myself out. And until then, guys, keep on grinding. And always support the minor leagues. See ya. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick. And Corey. Of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com.